Well, it's best song ever. Not a podcast better. Tunes are cool and the jokes are clever. It's a worthwhile endeavor. Welcome to Best Song Ever. I am your host, Luke LeBen. And alongside me, as always, is my dear friend, Kevin Connor. No funny intro, Kev. Just saying, hey, happy you're here. I'm I'm happy to be here. And Luke, what an amazing theme song that was. Thank you. I was going to say, we didn't talk about it on our mini-sode, uh, but we have a new theme song. And you just heard it, and it is yours truly, moi, singing. And I'm super excited and happy about it, so... I hope you are too. Yeah. Uh, Kevin was texting me telling me it was stuck in his head and that's for literally days. That's the what you're hoping for when you write a song. So yeah. there you go. To drive people mad. Yes, I hope I've all been uh just slowly chipping away at your sanity out there uh with that song. The little whistle tune. Dude, I will say whistle recording whistling is harder than you think because I just sort of like did that for fun and then when i had to go back and like redo it and like do it right like just by itself it was like really more difficult than i thought it would be i was like man whistling you wouldn't think it's great but that's the thing with music is like whenever you think about the thing you're doing you can't do it but if you just don't think about it you'll be fine uh but it was like once i started thinking about it i was like man whistling is hard um thinking is the enemy Thinking's always the enemy. Uh, I don't know if always. There's probably a situation where it's the friend. Always. Uh, <laughs> always the enemy. But, hey, I got a fun game for us. I don't even have, I'm not even going to try and transition. I just want to get into it because Let's I'm excited. It. Okay, so, Kev, you shouted out uh, Joy Orbison a little while ago. And... Uh, I was like, oh, that's a great band name. I love when like a band name takes a real person's name and sort of parodies it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, no. So I uh, came across a few more, and I was like, I should make a game of this where I make up some of these uh, parody, you know, like band names that are parodies of names. Then I was like, okay, good. I got 10. But, like, I had Dale Earnhardt Jr. Jr., which is now Jr. Jr., and I'm like, Kevin's going to get that one right away. Yeah. So I Google it. I found way more than I expected. I found this list of, like, over 100. So this oh game's coming God. back for sure because uh, the real band names may be wilder than the fake ones that I made up. So <laughs> let's let's get into it. This is a uh, game I am calling Band Name. Or scam game. Ooh, that's good. I'm gonna, so, I'm gonna score myself, Luke, because I got this. Cool oh, you're gonna game. score yourself? Yeah, because I want to know how great. we do. Because I feel like usually we uh, do not keep track. Yeah, I usually try and keep track, but but it'll it'll be good if you do it. So, um, you can just say band name or scam game or band or scam, whatever you want. I'm gonna, or real band, or fake. Band or scam. Band or scam. There you go. Okay. First up, Gim Corden, uh, which is a parody of Kim Gordon f- 
from Sonic Youth? Um, ooh, scam. Real. Fuck. And actually, I knew that band beforehand, and I think they're pretty good. Uh, Joanna Gruesome, of course, parodying Joanna Newsome. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's a scam. That seems like Luke Energy. <laughs> you got the first two wrong, buddy. Fuck. <laughs> oh man, I thought you'd get Joanna Gruesome. All right. Okay. Hona Jill. I'm gonna that. keep guessing scam until one is scam. <laughs> Okay, well that's a strategy, and you're right. <laughs> all right, all right. Now, now I can listen. Now it's a it's a brand new game. We're only down by one. I can do this. Yep. Let's go. Um, I uh, I always think about this, Kevin. I'm trying to trip you up too. I'm trying to think about what you're gonna think, and then yeah, do the it's, opposite. It's getting into <laughs> each other's minds, and yes. knowing that we're gonna get in each other's minds. So then getting out. Exactly. See, thinking is the enemy. It thinking's the enemy. Dark right. Twain. <laughs> uh, real. Yes. And a very good one. I really liked that one. Reefer Sutherland. <laughs> uh, that's a band. No. Fuck. That was one of my creations. Actually, I just came up with that one an hour ago. And was oh, like, oh, I should add that one. <laughs> that's so good. I wish it was real. If that... If that is a real band, then that's pretty good because I just invented it. But maybe it is. Uh, oh, this is a good one too. Urethra Frank. <laughs> Urethra Franklin. That's a scam. That- no way. That is a real band. <laughs> Urethra what? Franklin. I. Is you a know real what? Band. Pause. Oh. Urethra Franklin. I jeez, welcome to Rio Grande by Aretha Franklin, a 2013 album. Boo, baby. Luke, they have gotcha. 17 monthly listeners. <laughs> that, Good. That could have you could have this. You did this. This is all a fucking scam. I, I in, wish in the year of our Lord 2013, you we've been friends for just two years, and you're like, I'm gonna make a band called Aretha Franklin. I'm gonna make a Dude, whole you album. Think if, and in nine if, years, I'm gonna scam kevin on it if if i made a band called urethra franklin yeah everyone would know everyone about would it know. you're right you're right you're right i listen i uh i'm gonna like this album i'm gonna check it out <laughs> try and try and uh fact check me i did my research um i just leonardo I... DiCaprio. <laughs> i don't care about what you were about to say because i just said the words Leonardo DiCaprio. That's a scam. <laughs> obviously. I, is it obvious? I don't even fucking know anymore. Yeah, I know. You're right. It's pretty good. Wedgie Watts. <laughs> that's a scam. Yeah, you know that's yeah, a scam. Because you're um, a big Reggie Watts guy. And Reggie Watts yeah, yeah, is yeah. like a little too unknown to get uh, parodied like that. Um. So, hey let's run through these next three really quick okay rad pit real band correct dad pit band incorrect my creation bread pit (laughs) band and that's a hope (laughs) correct hey i loved the all those brad pitt ones two for three on the pits two for three on the pits uh, you did not do the pits on the pits. 
Uh, Guy and Rosling. Who was that supposed to be? Ryan Gosling, similar oh. to Hona Jill, uh, which was Jonah Hill with his letter switch. Uh... Scam. I don't think anyone would have done that. That is a real band. God fucking damn it. Regina Lecter. <laughs> that is a um, mashup of Regina Spector and Hannibal Lecter. Um, which she already has a murderer's name. Over Sorry. explaining it, it's a scam. Yes. Um, Com Trues. Uh, I know for a fact it's a band. You know they're real. Um... Shreddy Mercury. Band. No, that is something that I made up on what? one of our episodes a couple months ago. Shit. It was the title of the episode. It uh, was Shreddy the Van title Halen. of the episode? Oh, it was the title of the episode. Shreddy Van Halen. Uh, oh, we're in the Eddie section now, in case you didn't. Yeah, I can tell it's a scam. Um, yes, that is a scam. All right. Uh, Shreddy Prince Jr., though. Scam. Correct. Yes. All, all the Eddies were scams. So, hey, why not throw it in there? Shreddy Redmayne. Scam. Yeah. Yes. I made it up right now. <laughs> okay, three more. Alright. <sighs> Willie Nelson Mandela. <laughs> Bant. Yes, and a very good one. Jennifer Love Huey Lewis. Oh, Scam. Yes. Disappointingly. Yeah, I know. And then last one, Mick G. Which is a parody of the director, Mick G. Mick G. <laughs> you know Mick G, who yeah. famously got yelled at by uh, Christian Bale? Yeah. Um, Here's the thing. I think it's a band... But I don't think it's a parody of Mick G. I just think that's too like simple of a name that there's also just a band called Mick G. You're right, but you're wrong. Well, you're right. It's Mick yeah. G. Uh, it's Hell an electronic yeah. artist. Actually, that inspired this too. Cause, um, but it's M-K-G-E-E, and it is pronounced Mick G. Like, okay. They specifically say that, so I'm like, they're parodying the director. Um. Not bad overall. Here, let's total up that, your points. No, that was 14. 14 correct, 7 wrong. Beautiful. You have now won band name or scam game. Um, As a result, I'm not your, your prize is that I'm not going to scam you and steal your identity. I was going to if you lost. Um, hey, call but, that a win. Always excited Congrats. to not get my identity. I wake up every day and go, another day where I'm not going to get my identity stolen, hopefully. You're like, I'm still me. This is great. Yeah. Um, well, obviously this is best song ever. We're going to play some fantastic new music for you. Uh, and let's get into it because I'm, I'm eager to get to my first song because it is, and I say this without hyperbole, one of my favorite bands of all time. Uh, Urethra Franklin. This, Urethra Franklin. I have <laughs> got them all here. Um, no, this is, of course, Beach House, the amazing dream pop duo. Uh, I first heard them back in 2010 with their album Teen Dream. And ever since then, they've just been dropping winners. Uh, I actually need to switch out my record wall behind me because it's still got Christmas records up. 
and I was like, oh, I need to uh, put Depression Cherry up there because it's beach house season, baby. Uh, I like how it's all Christmas. Like, hark, enjoy. And then uh, the White Stripes. Yeah, that's because I, I ran out of Christmas albums, and so the White Stripes and Radiohead are still over there. Okay. Well, um, I mean, like, it's red and white. It's uh, on brand. Yeah. Right? I thought it worked. Um, But anyway... As I said, it is beach house season now, and they had a very smart uh, idea with their release, and it's very interesting. They're releasing the album in four chapters, and so chapter one and two are out now. You can go listen to them. Uh, really amazing so far, and I mean, a band who has grown and evolved and done great work, but they're still somehow pushing it even further trying new stuff and this is like not what i expected it's different uh the first track is very cinematic and this is their first album uh to have a live string section playing so i think that adds to this sort of like grand cinematic sound but then there's a lot of like interesting synths and just like interesting moods they're playing with i love the song superstar and it's kind of got like an 80s rock feel at times but then it's like there's some interesting synth stuff going on and also has like a cinematic part uh super cool and uh i have loved chapter one and two but we're gonna hear a song from chapter two and this is the opening track of chapter two and i again this is like kind of classic beach house it's gonna scratch that itch of the dream pop and victoria's like dreamy vocals but uh, I feel like they're doing some interesting stuff with the compositions, like some great synths and like a weird like vocoder voice effect thing happening here. And it's just such a great, bright, full, bouncy sound. And I'm loving every new track that they deliver us. So let's take a listen to Beach House with Runaway.
Gotta give that a hot diggity dog. Yes, yes, baby. A nice beachy dog. You know, and Luke, I said like right after we stopped recording that I hadn't listened to part two yet of yes. Once Twice Melody. So this was a fun kind of... You had only heard the once melody, not the twice part. Yeah, and I mean, no one's heard the third or the fourth. But All right. I really like this song in that it takes you on such a... Uh, a journey across its different parts like it's it's a kind of yes. simple synth track at first and it's just very uh ambient like a little melodic but it once the vocals kick in it is just like straight 80s uh credits over like freeze frame <laughs> movie oh, ending you know like sure. it it, yes. it it totally goes away and then like after that first like you know verse it just it it drops out again and that vibe's totally gone and it's back to synth and it goes in so many different places yeah all while kind of maintaining that melody so that's a really Uh, cool song i gotta go and listen to the rest of twice for sure um oh the new romance i believe it is called that song is another like synthy eighties one that, that is super cool. That title screams eighties. New romance, yeah. Uh but really every song is cool and different and uh yeah, lots of interesting just a smorgasbord of scintillating synths going on there and uh interesting vocals. It actually kinda reminds me of Dan Deacon will do that uh type of synth where it's like it's sort of like that fast uh, arpeggiation but kind of like keeping a good like chugging beat too. Mm-hmm. And so I love how they just layer it all. And I love when that guitar kicks in and just like rings out over yeah. all of it. Uh, Cause it's all kind of like mechanical and chugging along. And then that just sort of rings out. Um, and the, the vocal effect, I was like, Oh, that's new. I don't think I remember beach house doing that. Uh, so I, I like that they're pushing into new territories. I feel like this is a great big new, interesting sound for the band. Um, and so I'll, Luke, I'll take is, whatever they gave me. Is this a 2021 or a 2022 album? Uh, it's a 2022. I mean, I'm counting it as such because the first two parts came out right at the end of the year, but I think I did see it on a list for 2021, but whoever did that, that seems a little a premature. Fool. Yeah. Yeah. They're a fool. The album's not out yet. You can't count it. It's <laughs> still technically an EP on Spotify. And, like, I doubt this, but what if the rest of it sucks? <laughs> the rest of it is all just, like, super abrasive hyper-pop. <laughs> like, okay, Beach House, I oh guess. Oh, my God. I So, I've been watching Star Trek The Next Generation for, like, a year. Like, very slowly. I'll watch, like, an yes. episode a week. And last TNG. night, I was watching one where there was this, like random like music to start the episode where this like alien was like bopping on these like chimes and uh the ferengi who are comically bad villains were like were like what is this noise and he's like it's fucking uh you blotting rhythmic chimes or whatever like some something <laughs> there's some trekkie out there who's like furious that i don't remember what this is um yeah and then later on the episode, like Riker uses the chime like beat to like communicate with the Enterprise, and I'm like, no way, no, no way, anyone remembered that because I forgot that even happened in the episode, and I don't remember where I was going with the story. Uh, oh, me neither. If Beach House puts out that, we're in trouble. <laughs> yes, 
Okay, so that will be the second half of Once, Twice Melody. Yeah. No, it's going to be some amazing, synthy, cinematic, sexy, scintillating songs. I was like, what's an S word for musical compositions? Uh, (laughs) So that was Beach House with Runaway from Once, Twice Melody. The full album is out February 18th on Sub Pop Records. And Chapter 3 will be out January 19th, so next Friday, week from today. Hell yeah. All right, Luke. Uh, Originally hailing from Sydney, Australia, LA-based Anna Luneau is a DJ, producer, vocalist, and curator in the EDM dance music scene. Hmm. She has accolades for days, but I think the most impressive one was she was the first solo female to ever play the main stage at EDC, which is the largest EDM festival in North America. Badass. I found all this out after I heard the song because EDM is a bit of a blind spot for me. I, oh, really? I can't say that I know a ton about the genre, but like I enjoy yeah. a lot of the stuff I hear. Um, so I reached out for this song, and they're like, of course. Cool. Great. Play it. And I started my research, and uh, really, I guess I didn't realize at first how big of a get this was. Right. Uh, But Anna Luna rules, and I'm very excited to be playing her on the podcast. I'm also excited because this song has a featured artist that you should be very excited about, and I'm very excited about, and that is Genesis Owusu. Oh, shit. I love Genesis Owusu. And that's what, like, I saw that on the track. I was like, oh, cool. And now I realize, like, both of these artists rule, and I'm very excited to be playing them. Oh, yeah. That's so awesome. this track features Genesis Sawusu on lead vocals, and it's a catchy as hell hook. And I've been singing it, like, for four days. Um, oh, shit. It demonstrates both artists at their best, and I am just not going to keep it from us. Let's listen. Hold on. Oh. I do want to know, did this get stuck in your head more, or did the best song ever theme song? It's okay, you don't have to answer honestly. No, I'll tell you. Um, this was all stuck in my head and more like I listened to it a bunch and was enjoying it. I listened to the best song ever theme song a bunch while I was editing it, and then for the next twenty four hours was humming it and like singing it. Yeah. Like and ever like just constantly. So uh cool. Two very different So uh, I win. You win, yes. I you love win. You Genesis, huge fan. Of your work, loved your album, I win. Yes. Um, well, let's listen to these losers. No, don't do that. No. They are um, winners. Let's listen to Anna Luno and Genesis Wusu with Backseat. Boots in your backseat. Oh, 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 oh,
text me, uh, DM blown, don't at me, uh, if you try and get nasty, Rick James, got boots in your backseat, uh, I'm on the phone, don't ask me, uh, DM blown, don't at me, uh, if you try and get nasty, Rick James, got boots in your backseat, I'm on the phone, DM blown, I'm on the phone, DM blown, I'm on the phone, in your backseat. I enjoyed that song. Uh, you know, I think there's a new, as we do these in the winter, uh, beyond like our stamp of approval, I'm sorry, I'm not giving that song my stamp of approval. I I really enjoyed it, but it didn't quite push it over the edge, but it gets a different honor, which is the song that makes me switch my lighting setup. Because uh, you're in the club have, right now. I'm in the club. Well, I have a color changing, like I have a bulb, like a Bluetooth bulb. And so I had the overhead lights on and that set to like a thing that lights me well. But I'm always like, wait, what's the song where I'm really going to vibe out and it's going to make me change to the color changing light? And when I heard that song start, I was like, okay, this is like dancey, but it's also kind of like chill vibes, hazy. And then it had some great bass going on. So it definitely warranted a lighting change. Um, enjoyed uh, Genesis's part. Rick James, the super freak himself. Although yeah. I guess he was singing about the super freak. I don't think he was the super freak, but he was in his own right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really liked. Uh, I really dug that. I, the the bass was great, and uh, the sort of repetitive uh, part of Genesis's was great with like the the composition sort of building under him. And uh, it was well done. Yeah, I I would have liked a little more like songwriting to this, but obviously that is uh, not as well critical to the genre as I think other stuff and like a lot of what Genesis was, was done. Yeah, right. Not like one of the songs on his album, but uh, that's the thing with EDM and like, I mean, I don't listen to it as regularly as some other genres because it's like it is dance music and it is made for that live setting to make people dance. Um, so it's like, it kind of serves that function. But that being said, obviously there are, there's a lot of really good 
just well-composed dance music that's great to listen to on its own, even when you're not at Declarb. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that one, I mean, that could get the crowd moving. And it's also a good one to listen to and appreciate the, the compositional uh, efforts that went into it. So Absolutely. Good one. So that was Anna Luno and Genesis Wusu with Backseat, out now via NLV Records. And also, the remix of this from Chris Lorenzo just dropped yesterday, Whoa. if you're listening to this the day it comes out. So, uh, so check that out as well. We are in the past now, but you're in the future, and I'm... I can't listen to it, but you can, and I'm jealous. So do it. Not you, Luke. Them. Sure. Where am I? You're in the club. (laughs) Oh, right. Of course. (laughs) I forget. uh, You forget about that ghost in Scrooge, the ghost of Christmas past, present, and club. Oh, Oh, don't get me started on Christmas Carol, because uh, I only know... Of a Christmas Carol, where there are where there are two Marleys, and that was a big uh, point on oh, big yes. energy that we talked about. I heard, I heard that episode, and uh, maybe next year, maybe next Christmas, Kev, I need to introduce you to the Albert Finney Scrooge, where Marley is played by Alec Guinness, aka Obi Wan. Oh shit! Yeah, I'm into yeah. it. It's so good. And Dude loves are, being a ghost. So he does it doesn't even look like him i'm like what because he doesn't have a beard so i'm like that's not obi-wan you know alec guinness is like a very acclaimed actor and has done a lot of work and i've only ever seen him in star wars which i'm sure he'd be furious (laughs) about and i've seen him in scrooge that's the yeah so i uh Um, yeah I'll, i'll watch more alec guinness things well, I am very excited. I keep saying I'm excited, but I am excited about every part of this episode because uh, this is a artist that I'm obsessed with right now because I just heard this album uh, over the holiday break, and uh, it was one of Pollen's picks uh, oh. on Spotify, which is one of my favorite playlists and music sources. And uh, it's this album, Absolutely, by Dijon. And this is the musical project of Dijon Duenas. And I see Pollen picked it. Then I see Mr. Barty Strange, who I love, talking about it on Twitter. Sammy is talking about it on Twitter. And I'm like, okay, I got to check this out for sure now. Uh, because these are two great like indie artists I love uh, uh, raving about this album. And... I listened to this album and it's incredible. And he blends like R&B folk, kind of like a Boney Varish thing going on. And as you're going to hear on the song, we listened to uh, the song many times, just such a interesting, like he just blends sounds in such a great way. Like the rock sound sort of, there's some great drum, like sort of interesting breakbeat going on here. Uh, but then there's like some of that Boney Vare harmony stuff going on. And it's it's just such a great sound. There's even like a kind of like ragtime-ish piano solo. And um, whoa, <laughs> yeah, I, maybe it's just piano, and I just associate ragtime-ish. But it's just the way they do it. And then, is there any Dijon's, other type of piano? No, I don't think so. It's classical. Um, but 
Dijon's voice and his performance on this is just incredible, especially during that piano solo. He does a sort of like scream thing that's just awesome. So uh, I I found this artist. So I discovered this artist. And I'm like, wow, every this is one of these great like DIY artists who come out of nowhere. But of course, that's never how it happens. And there's a lot going on behind the scenes. And uh, looking at his career. He started out in a duo and just uh, recently went solo and released two EPs, which were critically acclaimed, uh, collaborated with Charlie XCX. He was supposed to support Vampire Weekend on their Father of the Bride tour before it got canceled because of COVID. And, you know, I said, oh, you can hear some Bon Iver influence touring with Bon Iver this wow. spring. Yeah. I, so uh, I feel like a lot of artists um, have put out a lot of good music with the time that they like gained um, by right. losing the ability to tour because I think a lot of artists find themselves at home doing nothing and we're starting right. to see the fruitions of that uh, you know come out now as we're like in month 22 of this nonsense. But yeah, he has I think Ben around uh, his live show is apparently a bit of a uh, talked about thing in the music community. So he's, he's known even though he, and he's been making music for years now, even though I just, you know, found out about him. Um, he has a song that features John C. Riley and Tobias Jesso jr. It's like this folk song where they all kind of like each take a verse called the stranger. It's really cool. So it's just like, I just, it, Amazing discoveries all around with Dijon. I just discovered this album and then hearing about his career is so crazy. And just every song on here is just brilliantly made. And it's the DIY approach. He's got like a tight group of collaborators who helped him make it over a few weeks. Um, And so it has that sort of scrappy DIY feeling, but just such well-constructed, beautiful songs. So let's listen to one now. Here is Dijon with many times there you go again head low putting on a showcase it's the holidays how come it always ends this way you can't take that pressure off you just to put it on me talking to your friends on the phone airing our dirty laundry strawberry raspberry candlelight satellite television x-ray vision what's it gonna take for you to listen well you can change your mind now but you can't change your decision you can change your mind
at here oh well done luke so what, I, what it's me this song rocked i uh, i really got into it <laughs> so what kevin has done is he has taken a jar of gray poupon dijon mustard and put it between his headphones i think implying no i just i listen i really got into it i i thought i should uh i, I, I think I should... what you're implying is that you have somehow turned into Dijon by listening to Dijon's music. Um, yes. So, okay, I get it. <laughs> Good one. That was well done. Listen. Um, that was a uh, that was not well done or a good one, but no, that song was. was. That song certainly was. I was looking up what the name Dijon means, and I think in Hebrew it means something like a strong fortress or something so it's uh it's cool it's an interesting name and uh he's an amazing artist and i'm super excited about knowing about him now yeah uh stupid joke aside that song was really cool and i liked the energy it brought and kind of like the kind of the chaos of it right like it's just like there's a lot going on in the production of it yeah and it's cool. I want to listen to more of him because that wasn't like not my favorite song, but like I feel like all the elements are there that like any other track I would absolutely love. So I am adding that to my library to listen to. And there's a lot of variety on the album. Uh, it does a lot of different things. Like the song right before this scratching was, I almost considered that one. And that's a more like a more somber, emotional one. And it's so beautiful. Um, but this one, I just get stuck in my head and I especially love that part where the piano solo's going and he goes, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. And, uh, I should have told you Kev to watch the video for this because uh, you, asked- Luke, I was, I was far too busy, uh, running to my refrigerator to get this jar of mustard. Great Um, but no, I should have told you to watch the video. Uh, as an editor by trade, I feel like you'd appreciate. It's an interesting take on the lyric video, and I'm really wondering how they shot it because the camera's like behind his back while the band is all playing and he's performing and like moving. Or it's super cool. Oh, and, check uh, that out. And then the lyrics are like, like really chaotic. It's really cool, chaotic. Like you said, it fits uh, with the mood of the song. And see. yeah, and then there's like symbols in there, but it's sweet. But uh yeah the i just love his performance on this and uh he sounds different on every song and that's it's great you know just delivers that dynamic sound and uh he, he seemingly came out of nowhere but clearly he's on the rise and he's got uh got some some big names involved in some of his stuff but i i feel like no one is more deserving because this album is incredible so 
I just wish much success, more continued success to Dijon. I'm and excited we'll to get, listen to it. Yeah. This is just like for a DIY album, this is like next level shit too. So um super excited about Dijon's music. And this was a twenty twenty one release, Kev. This came out in November. So this is one that when we revisit our lists that we said we were gonna do halfway through the year. Yeah. Uh this this one might end up on it. Most I likely think I will. Already have three changes to make to my list, if I'm being honest with myself. Yeah. I've, There's uh, a I've, couple. I've bloated up already. <laughs> so that was Dijon with Many Times from Absolutely, and that is out now on R&R Digital and Warner Records. Check it out. My next song is from Darkbird. And that is, of course, the musical project of L.A.'s Kelly Barnes and New York's Brian Cole. Both were looking for a fresh start and moved inward towards the musically fertile Austin, Texas. There, the two found each other on a Craigslist musicians page, and Darkbird was born. Adding four more members, the sextet made the rounds at South by Southwest as they continued to make new music. So I dived in to their uh, the discography, and their 2018 EP, I remember seeing my finger slip, has five high-energy guitar rock jams that are all great songs. Really dug listening to it. But their newest release, which I'll be playing today, has added an element that takes Darkbird from great to transcendent. Luke, it is something that I predict predictably love and you can probably guess based on like the album artwork if you're peeking at that i'm not let me peek oh yeah this uh this gives me some like ryan gosling drive 80s there it is neon light energy 80s nostalgia and synths oh baby so Darkbird teamed up as singer songwriter walker lukens to handle the track's production and he nailed it Barnes' vocals like kind of elicit a little bit of Cindy Lauper to me. Like it took me a little bit to kind of like oh. make that click. But she's kind of like keep an ear out. I feel like you'll you'll hear that too. And uh, Michelle, the fuzzy guitar in the beginning just like blows me away. We are early, but this is probably my number one played song this year. Whoa, yeah, that's a an early shot call right there. I, it, it is, like, just objectively the song I've listened to the most in the last 11 days, the time it's recording. So now I'm just craving more Dark Bird. Uh, and I saw this awesome article from the Austin Chronicles, Doug Freeman, about the band's approach to writing music. And uh, this was a quote from Kelly Barnes. This band just makes what it makes. We start something, then see it through if we like where it's going. It's pretty simple. There was no plan here. It just happened. We got pregnant and had the baby. No idea what to expect out of it. Just hope it's not a jerk. <laughs> and I love that approach where it's like, that's great approach. Let's let's do it. We're gonna do it and see what happens. And uh, hey, I think thinking is the enemy. Thinking is they the know. enemy. Yes. They know. Darkford they know. knows what's up. Uh, I think this song is anything but a jerk. I think it is the opposite of thinking. It's 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 a friend. Um, but I will let you decide. So let's listen to Darkbird with Heartbeat. Heartbeat. 
got to give that a lordy, lordy, Barry Gordy. You know the way to my heart. Yeah, I knew I'd get you on that one. Yeah. Great melodies, some great synths. uh, Interesting, like, I mean, there was just that, like, burst of sound. Then it went into, like, a slowed down bridge, which was, like, an interesting transition that I liked. And then coming back in with that last big chorus. It scares uh, me every time, and I love it. (laughs) It rules. Just, ah! Um... Yeah, and the lyrics I really liked the you want to feel it like you felt it on the first try because uh my wife was telling me something about like how with addiction it's like your first your first drink or your first hit will give you the dopamine rush and then all subsequent ones will not and you're just chasing that and I feel like it's just true in so many things in life where it's like just nostalgia in general it's like you're you're always chasing that thing from when you tried it the first time and it made you feel some way and then you like never got over that you know and uh yeah it's uh, people do a lot of crazy shit in life because they're trying to recapture shit like that and i think this song's about kind of the end of a relationship and how it just never was as good as it was at the beginning not right yeah yeah super well written and well produced it's what a sound great stuff yeah i'm uh, i'm very intrigued to hear more especially like if they're going in that 80s direction because it rules it also like i don't even know it was 80s ish but i mean the 80s just they got a lock on synths they were just like we're using synths now and every subsequent decade is going to compare anything synthy with us Oh, but um, I I think there's a very intentional 80s yeah. by the band. Like, the music video, which I watched yesterday, uh, she's in a frilly shirt and a blazer with the sleeves rolled up. Like, it is... Nice. It is a and very... obviously, with that text, obviously. Yeah. But... Like, and I mean, there's neon lights everywhere. It is, it is very... It's an intentional lean, but I think you're right. Definitely. Yeah, like, since illicit 80s, whether, like, it's yeah. intentional or not. No, and I was just saying it. I think it just gives me like a good like indie pop, like two thousands indie pop vibe too. But that's that blending of the styles to make it feels familiar and modern. You know, yeah, totally. So that was Darkbird with Heartbeat, their newest self release single out now. My last song comes from a band that I played on the first best song ever episode of twenty twenty. Uh, the before times, pre pandemic, before uh, I joined. That's what you're talking about. Before you joined, uh, and actually, <laughs> I was reading the episode description, and it was the one where I was doing a circle bit. The it was like the first season of the circle had just come out uh, on Netflix, and so it was like we were doing the whole bit where we talked to the computer, and. Um, yeah, and it's funny because now this is the first full episode of 2022. We did our mini last week, but this is our first full episode, so it's perfect. They uh, just bookending 2020 and now two years later, and this band has consistently every couple years put out a really solid album, and this is the band The Districts. Are you familiar with them? I mean... At one point, I was but a listener to this podcast, and oh. I, <laughs> you sound surprised. 
<laughs> I I forget this sometimes. Uh, so I'm I've heard this from uh the before times. Yeah. So I like yes, but like I can't say that I'm ultra familiar. So I'm excited yeah. to hear it. Well, I first heard them with a flourish in this in a spoil. That's the album there's I really love from 2015. Uh, the song I played was Cheap Regrets from You Know I'm Not Going Anywhere in 2020. Uh, Rob Grote, the uh, singer and guitarist, said that the last album felt more like a recording project of his own uh, rather than a band project. And so with this album, he wanted to focus on, as he said, the goal was to focus on what's always worked well with us, an element of simplicity that's very powerful with a lot of visceral rock and roll energy to it. Again, they're venturing into thinking is the enemy territory, just touching up on it, just, you know, simplicity, uh, back to basics type deal. And that's what I loved about this band starting off. They were like a rock sort of post-punk band, a little grittier. Uh, and I feel like they've slowly refined their uh, sound over a few albums. And... So what we're going to hear on this song, uh, which this song is called Outlaw Love, it's definitely more polished, but you get a little bit of that uh, rock and roll build in it. And the their new album is called Great American Painting. And if you look at the album cover, it's very like, uh, it looks like old country star poster or like, uh, it's like kind of like, like 70s ish yeah like 70s gold it's like very gold it looks like it's evoking that sort of americana what's, uh, feeling what's that movie like, with amy adams and fat christian bale amy adams and christian bale fat christian i was thinking it reminds me of uh it reminds me of the Star is Born kind of, because it's like that gold star, which, uh, or whatever, I don't know, I think they had a star on their screen. American Hustle. Oh, yeah, American Hustle. Yes. Wait, Christian Bale was in that? And with with quite a lot of weight on him. Oh, right, right. Um, but yeah, no, it's definitely <laughs> Sorry, gotten... Luke, I googled it because I needed to confirm it, and this... And what? Oh, it's, are you sending me something? Yeah, you know what? I'm just gonna send you this. Uh, this is just like the thumbnail from the conversation from the the article, <laughs> and it's it's just so unfortunate because it's not a well framed shot. It's like Kristen Bale from like the bottom of his eyes to like the top of his stomach leaned back, and it's just a lot of a no. lot of skin. Oh, dude, Bale probably loves that shot. You know who he loves. He loves gaining and losing weight. Oh, yeah. Uh, we'll see what he does when he plays Gore the God Butcher in Thor. Um, like, cut his nose off or something crazy. But uh, anyway, back to the album art of the districts. I It does give American Hustle vibes, stars born. Uh, but, yeah, it's evoking that sort of Americana feel country-ish sort of thing which you'll hear in the music as well but the album is sort of you know uh, talking about the dark underside of that and sort of that you know the dark part that's ignored in the american dream and it deals with uh topics on the album like gentrification gun violence the crushing weight of late capitalism uh so 
they're doing a, uh, you know, sort of evoking that style to, of course, make a comment on the the parts of that that were, you know, not acknowledged that were darker and not so great. So it's uh, it's an interesting aesthetic they've got going on, and I dig it. And this song we're going to hear, Outlaw Love, it features Clementine Creevy from the band Cherry Glazer, which is a great like yeah. punk band. And uh, so it's interesting because they this they're going into some new territory, but the districts still have some good like post punk rock roots, and you'll hear that in this song. So let's take a listen to the districts with Outlaw Love. He used to love me Like I was the only one Now you find me Cracking up and falling Me. 
Gotta give that a hot diggity dog. That's just a jam. I, I, I'm yeah. into that. Like I'm, I'm wondering why once upon a time I didn't, I didn't pick up on these guys. Um, yeah. So it is, I'm adding them to my li- Listen, Luke, I am just another listener to this podcast. I just happen to talk half the time. I just yeah. throw half the, most of the shit you play into my library and then listen to it. Uh, it's an honor. Yeah. So I've got uh, literally all three songs uh, you've played today now added. And Aretha Franklin. Oh, <laughs> beautiful. Uh, I need to check that one out too. I did immediately add Heartbeat by Darkbird to my Grooves playlist too. I meant to mention yeah. that. That, that, um, so that song rules. That's in my right music I'm you. digging uh, 16 <laughs> playlist. Oh, we're on 16 now. Yeah. I like. Wow. I think I, uh, I kind of re-up it like once every couple months. And I take breaks from it, nice. but it's, uh, yeah, 16. doesn't have a name yet. I, uh, I always kind of name them based on, like, how I feel like the the world is. Mm. And, like, what what am I supposed to do now? Well, you'll figure it out eventually. Number 15 was Two Doses in a Dream, which uh, yeah, very much fit the mood but last That's year. That's a good one. Yeah. Very fitting. Now, uh, something with boosted, uh, beautiful and boosted or something. Uh, and I'm looking now, 14 was locked up and nowhere to go. So that was a real <laughs> dire time. Wow. Yeah, that's fitting. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know what else is fitting? How much we loved this song by the dish. Yeah. Because it's a great song. Um, that and- rules. Yeah, I really love his voice, how he does the uh, sort of falsetto. <laughs> it sounds exactly like that. Um, and, like, he does the you destroyed me falsetto at first and then s- kind of screams it out the the next time. And, like, I they've definitely changed their sound. And, like, I, I haven't loved all of it, but I always stick with them because I feel like overall they are always doing some really cool stuff on every album but i'm really liking uh these new singles and i feel like they've really uh locked into what their sound as a band should be in this new chapter so i'm excited for this new album yeah i uh i can't wait to hear more so that was the districts with outlaw love featuring clementine creevy from cherry glazer from Great American Painting, that is out March 11th on Fat Possum Records. LA-based artist Brittany Campbell has a lot of plate spinning. Working as an actress, writer, animator, and singer-songwriter on top of being an Ooh. activist, she's also part of the band Mermaid and was at one time an understudy for Hamilton in Chicago. Uh, Whoa. Ready to, ready to go for all three Skylar sister parts, as well as Maria. So no like fucking way. Yeah. So like that's all I mean, Skylar sisters. All Damn. three. Luke, who are they? You just you it's just also told me. Mariah. I did. Mariah, fuck. Peggy, Peggy Angelica Eliza. I um, I literally asked Luke before this. I was work. like, how, how do you how do you say the last name? Because it's been a while. And I no, just, you didn't say the last name. You just asked me how to say their names, and obviously I sang Peggy Angelica Eliza. Obviously. Um, because I need I needed help remembering how to say yes, Skylar. Uh, 
Yeah. But that's insane because that's like, oh, some of the best songs. Satisfied. She was ready to go with Satisfied. Yeah. Gotta be an amazing talent. So her track, Matter, was featured on NPR's We Insist 2020's protest music playlist, which saw her stock rising even more. With all this, it doesn't surprise me that the song I'll be playing today was recorded in her living room because who has time to make it to a (laughs) studio with all that going on? What's the point? Yeah. So this is like acoustic folk meets R&B. And it's a track that deals with the effects of a crumbling relationship. Uh, About it, Campbell had this to say. I can't say that I was thriving when I finally revisited this song. Grieving was the pinnacle part of the process. This song was a wish for love eternal. I wrote it when I was still with my first love, even though the walls were crumbling around us. I held to him, fixated fixated on this idea that my first would be my last. Everlasting. It has taken some time to get over us. I have tried to go about it in a multitude of ways, but the only way over was to go through it, realizing that our love has left me imprint realizing that our love has left its imprint on me eternal. Mm. So a lot of powerful uh feelings about yeah. you know the end of a relationship and not only that, but the beginning and where it goes from that. So it's a really powerful song it's something that really spoke to me when i listened to it and i hope it does for you too so let's listen to britney campbell with eternally
I'll give that a lordy lordy Barry Gordy. What a voice. What a performance. It was great. Yeah. No, and you know I love a, uh, like, you know, the simplicity recording in your room. Uh, you don't need to overthink it. Think Thinking is the enemy. Thinking um, is the enemy. Yeah. And um, it sounded great, you know. It's just living room or not. Don't waste the time going to the studio. It was awesome. And amazing vocal performance, obviously, and great writing. And I really like that the sentiment behind it because I believe that as well that like you know you think it's a sad thing when a relationship ends and it is a lot of times but also it's like you will be impacted by that person and you will carry their them with you in a way and uh so it's uh it's beautiful sentiment and beautifully done song yeah just speaking to the production of it i uh i had to unplug my subwoofer for the month of december because I put it where the Christmas tree goes. And I was just like, I, I don't have another solution to this. So I've just been like back to just stereo. And I replugged it back in. And there's this like really low frequency like boom in this song that happens a few times. And I was I was listening to it on my headphones. I was like, wait a minute. And I went and I made sure the subwoofer was plugged in. And I played it. And it like hit real nice. So I really, didn't uh, get any of that. Without my, I no subwoofer over here, listening like a fucking plebe, like a chump. That was Brittany Campbell with her single "Eternally" out now, courtesy of Fat Marker. All right, well you know we got one more thing left to do, and so we'll talk about the music we're excited for coming out this week and shout. <laughs> Bringing some real Mrs. McMurray energy to that I, shouts reading. <laughs> I want this in the show, like. Shouts, I hated that. <laughs> that was terrible, Luke. Never do that again. I'm going to do it more. Oh, no. Um, I'm going first, I guess, because I'm talking <laughs> now. First up, I'm very excited about this. FK Twigs with Capri Songs is out today. I uh, The past couple singles she released were amazing, so I'm excited for that. Yeah. Uh, Code of the Friend. With lyrics to go volume three, I think this is a yearly tradition with him because I think the last one came out right around the same time last year and was in my top albums for a while until a lot of other good stuff came out and unfortunately pushed it down. But this is always a great, like, short, catchy, sunny hip-hop mixtape. Super great and just really good writing. He's had four albums in the last... This will be his fifth album like yeah. since 2020. And That's crazy. Well, the lyrics to go ones are the songs are pretty short and I don't know if they're considered albums or mixtapes, but either way, they they're just as good as Spotify a, says album, album and I do too and well, there he's you go. putting out some awesome music. I loved um To Kill the Sunrise from last year. That was like oh, such a cool yeah. project. Um so shouts to Code of the Friend. Uh, Broken Social Scene, Old Dead Young, always good to see something new from them. Uh, and then Bonobo with Fragments. Uh, you know Bonobo? He's a electronic yeah. artist. So the features on this are great. Uh, mainly Joji and Jemila Woods are on this album. And I was Ooh. listening to the singles, and it was really good. And also uh, Joji is the amazing 
Japanese singer, uh, YouTube personality. And his episode of The Cave is the funniest thing because he does a rap about the Flintstones. So I highly recommend that. Um, and yeah, so that's it for me. What shots you got? Uh, it's wild how slow it's been the last couple months. I know last couple weeks at least. And we are back in it. Like there is, Oh, this is a big week. There's a ton of new music coming out. Earl Sweatshirt was sick. Yeah. Exclamation point. Really excited from that. Love anything out of the uh, the Odd Future guys. I didn't know that was coming this quick. That was on my list of 2022 albums I'm looking forward to. So I'm excited yeah. that's coming this quick. Uh, and another amazing hip-hop artist I'm excited for, Corday, with From oh. a Bird's Eye View. His so debut... It's it's up there with some of my favorite hip hop artist debut albums. Like it was really, really good. He had great features on this on that. Uh Anderson Pack had RNP yeah. with him, and that was like my song that year. I loved that song. I think so, this one's gonna be a good one. I'm excited for it. We have Slater with Inferno Euphoria, the I mean like one of the bigger hyper pop acts, I feel like one of the hyperest and poppiest. Yeah, so I'm excited for that. I just talked about how I got into her last album uh, this year. And Lumineers with Brightside. Lumineers yep. fans can rejoice and rejoice they will. That will uh, keep Joe from Big Dad Energy going for another. <laughs> I, I literally was trying to subtweet him. I was like, I'm just going to talk about Lumineers fans, and I'll, I bet he's going to send me a message. But now we've just straight up <laughs> called him out, so... It's like, come on, Lumineers. You couldn't have done it a couple weeks earlier so they could put it on Kayla's pregnancy playlist, but who knows? Maybe they'll Well, hey, last week we uh, said we were making a playlist for them to have their baby, and the baby's still not here yet, yeah, so who so, knows? Yeah. Uh, as always, we got to talk about our three daddies. We're a Planet Ant podcast powered by Pinecast. Head over to planetant.com, check out all the shows there, and head over to our page, and you can join our Discord and uh, join the conversation and get some great music recommendations and Tim Robinson quotes and uh, anything else that we feel like posting in there. Um, and then offshelf.net, check it out. It's on the internet. Uh, you can check out our best albums of the year over there, as well as all the other writers. And the last uh, zine just came out, so you can check that out and subscribe to that. So that's going to do it for us this week. As always, I am Luke LeBan saying, you better check your perspective. And I'm Kevin Connor saying, go ahead, chase those waterfalls. This is the best song ever. Thinking is the enemy. <laughs>